Today's message has been brought to you by Faith Family Church in Billings, Montana. For more information, visit faithfamilybillings.com. Hallelujah. God means the world to us. Does he not? I tell you what, he means everything to us. He's so good. He's so faithful. He's so true. And we've so enjoyed our time here with you. I, I can't say enough about Pastor Sean and Heidi and, and the gifts of God that they are. They, I mean, I feel like I could easily come here and serve under them and, and help them run. It would be easy as could be um, because of the gifts that are within them and the character that they have. You know, you guys are blessed to have good pastors. You know, you can't say that about everybody's pastors, you know. But but you're blessed to have them, you know. And I can tell you guys know that. And you know how one of the reasons I can tell that you know that you've got good pastors is because I can tell that you guys this weekend have been able to receive and pull on the gift of God that's in me so much and the only way you would really know fully how to do that is by listening to the word underneath the leadership that you have and applying it to your life and learning how to work the word in your life. And you guys are growing. I can see growth just spiritually in the church from even the last time I was here. And it's awesome. I, I just, my heart just gets so happy. And and I'm just so thankful that you guys have been so diligent to just pull on what God wanted to do. I mean, I, we told Pastor that, um, you know, this is the first time, you know, that we've been out because of the COVID thing in the airports and everything and stuff. And we've had to reschedule all of our meetings. And some months we've got quite a few meetings going on because we've had to reschedule schedule so much. And um, so this is the first time we came out and I felt like, oh dear Lord, what's going to happen because I've been shut in for a while. (laughs) And then you guys have pulled so much. I feel like I've told every story, everything I know, um, you know, uh, there is a little more that I know that I haven't shared, but, but, um, but it's just like, wow, God, it's just been such a really fun time in God. And um, I, I, I believe that when we go to churches, um, there's things that we as ministers, you know, we pick up on. And um, some things you can say and some things you can't say. And I'm thankful that I can say it all here, meaning that I can speak out of my heart. I can say what I sense in the atmosphere. I can tell you guys are hungry for God. You're hungry, you know, you're hungry. You have him, but you're hungry for more revelation. You know, in Ephesians chapter 1, those prayers that, that we need to be praying all the time, Ephesians chapter 1 and Ephesians chapter 3, praying for a spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of of him. Paul prayed for the church in Ephesus and he prayed that they would have revelation of him. How many of you know it's nice to get revelation on something? Are you with me? Let's just look at it in the natural. Have you ever bought something and couldn't figure out how to put it together? Or have you bought something um, a computer-wise and you're sitting there, you've downloaded, you've done, or you've got an app and you're, and you're, uh, 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 and, and you're like, what in the world? But then all of a sudden it clicks. 
and you get revelation of how this thing is to go. Are you with me, guys? There's nothing like revelation of something. You know, there's nothing more aggravating when you buy something, can't wait to use it, and then, ugh, you know, because ha- I'm not going to make a bad confession that I'm not, I'm, I'm not real good with technical things because I've made a decision, my mouth, creates the word I'm speaking and and the next time you see me I'm gonna be like mm, I know how to do everything technically wise I tell you what hey you know um but uh but when you get revelation of something when you get revelation of something you'll put your shoulders back mm, oh yeah I know how to do that even sometimes be cocky Have you ever been in a group of people and somebody asks, does anybody know how to do this? And you're like, (laughs) you know, and, and you're just, you're like, "Mm -hmm, I know, Mm -hmm." there's something about having revelation of God, revelation of his plans and his purposes, revelation of the word brings understanding of his plans and purposes revelation of the word that's why this weekend we've quoted it so many times john 14 17 i'll quote it again the spirit of truth the world doesn't see or know but you know him who's the spirit of truth the holy spirit so jesus is speaking here you want to know why i know it's in red (laughs) he's speaking it wasn't because he said Leanne, I said that. No, it's in red. It's simple. Jesus is speaking. And he said the spirit of truth, because he was still in the earth. He said the spirit of truth, the world doesn't see or know, but you know him. Because he's going to live and dwell on the inside of you. And as we've said, Jesus was in the earth. Acts chapter 2 hadn't happened. Holy Spirit hadn't come yet because Jesus was still here. So he was talking about the future. He's going to live and dwell on the inside of you. Guys, I got revelation of that verse. That's why I can preach it. And then when I preach it, it imparts into people's lives because that verse is real to me. I know him. (laughs) I have taught this for 20 plus years and teaching it to students there on that campus at Ramah. Um, And if you want to go to Bible college, you need to go to Ramah. Okay, that's a little (laughs) commercial. But... um, I would teach this all the time. You know the Holy Ghost. You know him. Don't you leave this place acting like you don't know what the Spirit of God is speaking to you. You walk out of here knowing I've got it. Who do I have? Him, the Holy One. He lives in us. He dwells in us. He's the great revealer of truth. And I have taught it and preached it in prayer school and in classes and everything that I've done. And I'll never forget this one student who she was a graduate. She had went to Indonesia and she was staying there for a season teaching English. And she told me, she said, Miss Leanne, she said, this is wild. I said, what? She said, when I was in Indonesia something this has been years ago she said there was some things that went down and they told all the all the americans go to the banks and get your money out and she said i freaked out she thought she goes so i got on my bike and i thought and they had told them be careful because there are people watching the banks and if you're american they could rob you 
And so here she is, a single girl in a foreign country, and now she's got to get all of her money, and she's got to strap it all on her body and, and, and ride her bike back to her apartment. And she said she went into the bank, got her money, strapped it all on her on her person, you know, zipped up her jacket, and um, she went and got on her bike, and she noticed that there was two men watching her. And she said, I... I had never, uh, what is it, pedaled my bike so fast in all my life. And she said, I keep looking over my shoulder, and they were getting closer to me. And she said, all of a sudden, as I was calling out to God, she said, I heard your voice in Indonesia. I go, what? I've never been there. (laughs) She said, I heard you shout, you know him. And she said, I shouted, I know you, Holy Ghost. And the Holy Ghost said, go left. Then the Holy Ghost said, go right. Go left. And she got away from those men. Guys, I'm here to tell you that what we're preaching is the word. And when we have revelation of the word, it will operate within us. When the word is real to you and you share it to others, it will get them. It will impart to them. And they, they might not even want it. But it's on them. They'll leave your presence and they can't shake that. Are you with me? It's because when you get revelation of the word, I'm all about revelation of the word, revelation of who we are in him, revelation of our relationship in God. Are you with me? We want to have a relationship with him. He is our reality. He is our life. He is our song. This week, if you have weekend, if you haven't been here, you need to listen, go back and listen to the services. Can they do that? You can go back and listen to the services because so that because I'm gonna I'm not gonna go into everything that we talked about this weekend. I want to go a little further. But to just break some things down, we talked about how that you know the spirit of truth because Jesus said it, how important it is for us to speak the word. And when we speak the word and the more we speak it, more revelation of the word comes. Guys, we are a church that is a supernatural church. We are a church that has a living God. Every other God out there, Buddha is dead. He's dead. I say this because years ago I was sitting and getting my nails done at a nail salon and I looked over and there was a little Buddha right where I could touch it made out of ceramic and I'm sitting there and as he's doing my nails I'm looking at it thinking what in the world I could push their God off and crash him (laughs) and I begin to think about Can't do that to my God, my God. You can't push him off the throne because he's alive in the realm of the spirit. He's living. He's the one that created all that is. And he's my God. 
He's my father, God. And not only is he my God, but he's my father. He's my dad. He loves me with an everlasting love. And the closer you allow yourself to get to him, the more he will, you'll be able to hear him. Because I'm telling you, God speaks. He's not mute. He talks. And he loves to talk to you. He loves to tell you things. There are times I've walked into places and I'm doing things and it's really stuff that I don't want to do. And I'll hear the spirit of God say, don't you worry, I'm with you. And I'll be like, huh? He said, I'm with you. I remember one time I had to go in and get this little procedure done and it was some type of a shot and everybody said it was the most horrible, painful thing you'd ever have. And and I was just like, oh, sweet Jesus. Oh, I'm not Catholic, but you know what I mean? And and I'm just like, Father God. And I had to leave a pr- I was in a prayer group and I had to leave to go get that done. And as I was walking out of the prayer time, the spirit of God, he spoke so loud to me and he said to me he said I am with you don't worry I am with you and everything is going to be okay he's concerned even about small things that bug us and you know what you know what happened some people won't believe this but I didn't feel a thing I did not feel a single thing the nurse was even shocked the doctor was even shocked And I remember saying, thank you, Jesus. I serve a supernatural God. He lives on the inside of me by his spirit. And he speaks to me. He talks to me. And that's not just for somebody that's a ministry gift or a minister. It's for all of us that are children of God. Are you with me? We're up here as ministers showing and and giving you Jesus so that you take and do exactly what we do. And then go further. Come back and tell us what you're doing. And then we'll either smack you and tell you you might be a little flaky or we'll tell you that's awesome. Are you with me? We're not here to say, oh, whoa, look at us, right? But when we talk about relationship with him and, and my personal time with him, It's not so that you can look at me and go, oh, let me touch the hem of your garment. If you want to, you'll be made whole. But, (laughs) but, but, but I'm here to tell you that in our relationship with the Lord, what is real to you is what's going to be real to other people. And you know what's real to me? Him. Him. He's so real to me. And one reason why he is, is because I've spent time with him. I've given time to him. And I'll, and I pray in the Holy Spirit, in the Holy Ghost, in faith. I pray in faith. See, that is something that the church as a whole, even in the faith church, faith churches in the faith camp, we have stepped away from. And in some ways, we never really used our faith in some areas of our relationship with God. Guys, we're supposed to use our relationship or use our faith in our relationship with God. If he said, Jesus said, you know the spirit of God, then you need to say, I know the spirit of God. And you need to confess it. And you need to believe it. 
But how do you get yourself to, to a place of belief? How do you get yourself to a place of belief? Well, you do it by reading the word, meditating upon it, but speaking it. What comes out of your mouth is why your world is the way that it is. What are you saying? There are spiritual laws. And one of the spiritual laws is what you speak, honey, is what you're going to have. You might, well, I, say, I said I wanted a Corvette. I ain't got it yet. Well, guys, what you speak from your heart what you speak from your heart. You know, we, we try to make it, oh, I don't know if it was my heart. I don't know if it was my head. I don't know what it was. Oh, my goodness. Yes, you do. When it's coming from your heart, it's like, it's there. You know it. For instance, I've shared this story sometimes. If a little girl or a little boy, maybe they're your kids, you're in the front yard, you got a big front yard. We used to have a yard that was so, growing up, it was long, I mean big. And I, that one house we lived in was probably an acre just in the front of the house. And, and, you, and you were talking to somebody, but there's a little kid, your kid, your daughter, your sibling or something. They're running and they're playing in the yard, but then they ran out into the street. And you saw a huge truck coming at major speed and your sibling or your kid is out there what would you do if you were on the porch of the house would you go honey 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 come on what would you do you would scream from your gut I mean, right out of the, because why? Because you love that kid. And even if you didn't know the kid, you would still want to save that child. And you would scream and yell and run like a crazy person. Are you with me? I had a little dog. I came home from work from Rayma one time. And she, she, she was a puppy. And she had this issue, which, thank God, she finally got over it. I beat it out of her. No, I didn't. Um, but whenever the front door would open, boom, she would dart out. Well, I had learned how to do this, but this particular day, I, it was a long day at the office. And, and that was back in the day when, when at, at work we had to wear dresses all the time. And my hair was big, big, big and, and everything, you know. And I remember it was a black and white polka dotted dress. And I remember, oh my gosh, there is nobody here to go chase her for me. I'm going to have to do this. I love this dog. What am I going to do? I kicked those shoes off right in the front yard. I had heels on. I kicked those heels off, and boy, I took off running. You know, I've always been chubby all my life, man. And so here you got a chubby woman with a black and white polka dotted dress, and her hair is going, and I'm barefoot, and I'm running. I don't think I've ever run that fast since, to be honest. And and I tell you what, I scared that dog so bad. She she finally got about seven houses down, and she was up like by their bushes. And I was like, <laughs> you know, and I grabbed that dog, you know, and definitely didn't run back to the house. We walked, but but 
when there is something like for me to do something like that, come on, I'm, I'm not going to run, you know. But I love that dog, and she doesn't know the difference of how don't get in the street, cars, you could be killed. So what did I do? With all of my being, with all of my heart, <gasps> kids out in the middle of the street, what are you going to do? Get out of the street! To save that child, and you'll do it not from, oh, honey, you better stop. You're going to do it from the from your gut. You know what I found out? That when I'm in faith about something, I know when I'm in faith or not. Because I'll know it here. I'll have that on. Are you with me? When I'm in faith about something, don't you even. When you're in faith about something, somebody says something about what you're believing and they're saying something negative. How many of you have ever wanted to karate chop somebody? How dare you go against what I'm standing in faith about? You know? You know? And, and you know, you, you're a believer. You're supposed to love people, right? And so a lot of times you just, I've looked at people. Well, let's let me tell you a story, okay? I was preaching in Georgia. We had done this huge Pentecostal holiness tabernacle. It was in a tabernacle out in the uh, country. There was probably 300 Pentecostal ladies in it that weekend. I didn't wear any makeup because I didn't want them because they didn't believe in it. I didn't want and you. I was scary, so be happy. We've got makeup on today. I went a little bit on the scary side for me and um, didn't wear makeup and, and stuff, you know, because I wanted them to just receive from God. And we had massive healings. We had so much take place. I mean, one time I was preaching in one of the meetings and, and as I'm preaching, um, I was acting like I was the lady with the issue of blood and I was acting like, um, if I, the lady with the issue of blood, what she would do if she was living in this hour where Jesus had died and paid the price. Cause you know, we had it better than what she had it because Jesus hadn't died and paid the price, hadn't done all that he would, he did for us yet. And, and so here she is, you know, and I'm acting like I'm her, you know, and I'm saying, I can't believe, you know, I, I've looked down from heaven. You know, I was just being playing around with the ladies. I've looked down from heaven and I see you not operating in the promises and that when Jesus took stripes upon his back, that you don't, you're not taking hold of it. I didn't even know it. I just had heard of Jesus and I went through the crowd. I didn't care what people, you know, so you see what I'm saying? I was going through it. Man, I was preaching it, you know, because preach got on me. And I'm just preaching, blah, 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 you know. And, 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 and she said, and, and I said, she said it was me, you know. But, but I said, like I was her, I said, I can't believe that you're not all down here right now ready to receive. They all got up and came down. I was like, I'm telling a story. I'm still preaching. And um, I didn't say that, but it was ready. It was on. Come on. And we started laying hands on people, people laying out on the floors, people getting healed. Um, you know, this one lady had a cast on um, and, and stuff. And somehow the next service she came back, she said, I, may, I got this thing off. And I was like, how in the world did you do that? But she was completely healed. Another lady had a hole in her heart, couldn't hardly breathe. She's breathing. She knows she's healed. She's running all around the place. I mean, we just had just a great fun that weekend. Then Sunday morning, all the ladies had to go back to their churches Sunday morning. I preached in a small 
small church, and which I don't care. It was fine. When I got up to minister, uh, they weren't with me. And there's a lot I could tell you about that. But finally, God moved. God showed up. I mean, I wish I had time to tell you that whole story. It's a funny story. But um, we went out to eat afterwards with the pastor. We were gonna, I was going to catch a flight. This is before Jerry came in my life. And um, the pastor looked at me because he hadn't been in, in the meetings or anything and stuff. And, and he looked at me, old-time Pentecostal preacher, and sitting straight across from me eating a big old steak. And uh, he looked at me and he said, he goes, you know what, Leanne, you'll never get married. You would intimidate any man. Well, now, last night, if you heard me, I was in faith for my husband to find me. And now I have a man of God telling me that I'd never get married because I'd intimidate any man. Which the truth of the matter is what happened, though, is it revealed that he was insecure. But the words that he spoke went straight into me and cut me. And I'm sitting there and I wanted to take that stake and... <laughs> but instead... I sat there, and I looked up at him, and I said, Well, I believe that there's a man in this world that won't be intimidated by me, and I will be a married woman. <laughs> Hallelujah. But I remember going back to that hotel room, packing up my clothes, and tears are streaming down my face, but I'm speaking faith. Oh, yes, I am a married woman, and yes, there is a man that won't be intimidated by me. He's awesome. I can smell his cologne. He is finding me. Hallelujah, he's finding me. He's finding me, you know, but I'm speaking it in faith because I will not be moved. When you're in faith, you won't let nobody move you. You will stand your ground. So don't act like you don't know. Wow, I'm in faith. I'm out of faith. I'm in faith. You know when you're in faith. Look at your neighbor and say, you know when you're in faith. I heard you, some of you talk, trying to say it like me. Come on now. <laughs> but guys, our relationship with him, God, our, our walk with him, it's everything. I remember uh, the prayer coordinator at Rama years ago when I was a student. She said this from the platform, and I thought, dear God. She said, God should be your main squeeze in life. I was 18 when she said that. <laughs> what in the world does that mean? And you're weird. God should be your main squeeze in life. But you know, as I have grown in the, in the Lord, he really is. And he should be your everything. Right? The Spirit of God is calling us as the body to come unto him. He told us in the word, but for some reason, we get so caught up in life. And he's calling us to come into fellowship with him. You know, you can be married and not be in fellowship. You can have friendship um, and have a, a relationship somewhat with somebody, but not real be in true fellowship with them. Are you with me? God wants you to come and spend time with him.
Now this weekend, we've been talking about how you know the Spirit of God. He lives on the inside of you. He desires to speak to you, and he is speaking. He wants you to hear, but how do I hear? Get quiet. (laughs) You might say, but I'm hearing. Oh, that's just me. Oh, that's just me. Really, Lord, you want me to tell that story? I'm sorry. You know, it's kind of funny when you sit in front of people. Here I am telling God, do I have to tell a story? Um, But I just don't want to take that much time in it because we don't have a lot of time. But it's going to help you, so that's why I'll do it. When I was was a first-year Raymond student, I came from a Pentecostal holiness background, and I loved my my upbringing. We, We knew the Spirit of God. We knew how to dance, shout, run, and rejoice because we were going to heaven and knew how to love each other. Also knew how to gossip a lot. And, um, you know, the Pentecostal churches, you know, uh, the AG churches, you know, Church of God, all, everybody, you know, one, one of the sins that we didn't think was a sin was gossiping. And um, we'd probably preach about it, but then we'd gossip. Is anybody in here? <laughs> Understand that? You know, um, a, few, a few hands were, were brave enough to be raised. Um, but, but, you know, gossip w- w- was nothing, you know. Uh, it, it was the sin that we all did, and... Um, we just did it. You know, we talked about everybody in the church. But anyway, but I'm thankful for my upbringing. I uh, had to learn to keep my mouth shut and not talk about people. But, um, but I, I tell you what, I'm thankful for it. But uh, I didn't learn how to hear the voice of God when I was growing up. I didn't learn that. And uh, when I went to Bible college, I had three other roommates. And two of them were in vital communion with God all the time. They were raised in a word of faith church like you guys here, you know. They were raised how to hear the voice of God. And, and, and it bothered me. It bothered me because we would go to classes, we'd go to prayer school, and, and we'd come back home to our, our apartment. And I remember one of them, she would call me, she'd say, Leanne, come here. I go, okay, I'd come in. She goes, listen to what God said to me. Let me tell you what he spoke to me during class today. And I would stand there, and the first time I was happy, oh, that's awesome. Yeah, that's great. You know, and I went back to my my room and I shared a room with another girl. And she was like, Leanne, man, God was speaking in class today. Did you hear him? This is what he was saying to me. I was like, that's awesome. But then after a week, I got sick of hearing it because he wasn't talking to me. I'm in the same class. Why isn't God talking to me like he's talking to you guys? So now two weeks has gone by. And they're still telling me everything God's telling them. And I'm not hearing squat diddly nothing. Nothing. So, you know, you get aggravated. So I remember being in prayer school in that second week. And Patsy Caminetti was up speaking. She wasn't married at the time, you know. But she, I I don't know why we always say that. Because we're used to calling her Patsy Bierman. um, But she's married, so it's Caminetti now. None of you really care anything about that. But anyway... She was in charge of prayer school, um, and she said this. She said, you need to make a date with God. And I'm looking at her, see, I'm 18, Pentecostal kid, you know. I'm thinking, what is she talking about, making a date with God? And she said, you need to make a date with God. And she said, oh, I used to make dates with God and when I was a student, and, and I would tell him, I'm going to meet you out in the cow pasture. And I thought, who is this lady? Who in the world wants to go to a stinking cow pasture to talk to God? 
And I, I'm, I'm, I'm just sitting there listening to her because I was really, you know, because I was young. I'd never been to Rama before. We'd never been in the Word of Faith before. My dad told me, honey, I know we've spent a lot of money to get you here to go to school, but if this is a cult, we'll come get you. Don't you worry. <laughs> That's what my daddy told me. And I was like, yes, sir. <laughs> and... And so I would sit in those first few weeks of school and I was very judgmental about everything. So now I've got a lady telling me to meet God in a cow pasture. She said, oh, make a date with him and you'll hear him speak. And she's so passionate if you know who she is. She's just, oh. And I remember the, the prayer school was dismissed and I was walking out, and I thought, that's just the weirdest thing I've ever heard. But, okay. I'm so, I'm aggravated because you're talking to my roommate. You're not talking to me. I'm going to make a date with you. I'll meet you in front of our apartments. There's a hill that overlooks the, the Broken Arrow Expressway. I'll go out there. I'll meet you there at such and such a time. So I went home, got ready for work, was getting ready for work, and I remembered, oh, it's about that time. So I went outside, went up that hill, and the whole time I'm ticked off, I'm mad, I'm complaining. You guys aren't anything like that, are you? You guys are so holy. Your pastor's taught you well. Hey. Well, I, I, so I walked out on that hill, and when I walked out there, I'm complaining, and I'm telling him, I don't know you. I'm not going to hear your voice. You don't even speak to me. You speak to everybody else but me. So why in the world am I walking out on here on this hill? I am so aggravated. I don't even know what I'm doing. Turn in your Bibles with me to Job. This, for, this is for some specific people in this room this morning. I'm going to read it from the King James. So guys, I get up to the top of the hill, and there I stand, and I'm like, okay, I'm here. I see nothing. It's a beautiful day. And I'm standing there, and I'm going, I can't believe I'm wasting time doing this. And then all of a sudden, I had this thought or this something on the inside said, look forward. I go, look forward? I'm looking forward. I don't see nothing. And I thought, is Jesus going to appear on a cloud? You know, is a dove going to fly by? Well, what's going to happen? Jesus' name in the sky. I'm looking. I see absolutely nothing but clouds and blue sky. Then I heard, look backward. I go, backward? You mean look behind me? That's crazy. Look backward. I thought, that's. I, I am making this up. This is the devil. I rebuke you, devil, in the name of Jesus. <laughs> But then I went ahead and I turned around and I looked behind me. Again, clouds, blue sky, nothing. So you know how I was feeling. This is ridiculous. I can't believe I'm out here. Oh, my gosh. The people driving on the highway are probably going, what's that girl looking at up there? And I'm just like, right, 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 you know. And I'm sure none of you women are like that, right? And, um, and then on the inside I heard, look to your left. I can't believe I'm even doing this. This has got to be the devil. This is, this is ridiculous. Then I heard, look to the right. And I looked to my right. I saw absolutely nothing, absolutely nothing but a blue sky and clouds. And I thought, I'm done. 
I'm done. This is, this is ridiculous. So I started walking down the hill complaining. I can't believe I wasted my time, came out on this hill, and, and I, it's just ridiculous, as if you're going to talk to me. This is just ridiculous. And then I heard, and see, this is what's dumb. You know how dumb we can be? The whole time, I'm listening. I've rebuked it. <laughs> thought it had to be something I ate, maybe. I'm walking down the hill, and I heard, it wasn't an audible voice, It was just on the inside because, see, that's where he lives. And he said, read Job 23. And I laughed. I go, Job 23, nothing good in Job. That's what I told him. I said, there ain't nothing good in Job. I know you're talking about Psalms 23. You've got to be talking about Psalms 23. So I went into the house and I started reading Psalms 23 before I went to work. And then I thought, dear God, I can quote this. I was raised in church. Psalms 23. And I thought, I'll just look at Job 23. So I sat there on my little twin bed. Then Job answered and said, even today is my complaint bitter. (laughs) My stroke is heavier than my groaning. Man, I know, Job. Man, that's how I'm feeling right now. And that's what I said. Oh, that I knew where I might find him. I know. Then I might come even to his seat. I would order my cause before him and fill my mouth with arguments. Job, I tell you what, we are hooked arm in arm together right now. And then I would know the words which he would answer me and understand what he would say unto me. Will he plead against me with his great power? And by that point, as an 18-year-old, I was going yada, 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 whatever, yada, 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 yada. But I kept reading, but then I got to verse 8. Behold, I go forward but he is not there. Backward, but I cannot perceive him. Are you seeing it? So by this point, I stop. My Bible is soaking wet with tears because now I know, my Lord, you were talking to me. You told me to go forward, look forward. You told me to, go, to, to do the backward thing. Then I was telling him backward, you mean behind me. He said, but I cannot perceive him. He went on to say, and on the left hand where he doth work, but I cannot behold him. He hides himself on the right hand that I cannot see him. But he knows the way that I take. And when he has tried me, I shall come forth as gold. Guys, the whole time I'm out there on the hill, God's speaking to me. But I rebuked him. I thought it was probably what I had ate for lunch. I thought it was ridiculous. I was ticked off and mad. But the whole time, my father God was speaking to me. Now, years later, I was thinking about it and I thought, Father, you, you probably no doubt had a crowd around the grandstand. Watch, we're talking to her. And she doesn't think we're talking to her. And I bet they had a hee-haw time about it. Because they knew what my future was going to be. They knew that I was going to come to the place of, I know him. (laughs) And be cocky about it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I know him. Are you with me? God is real. And our relationship in him should be more real to us than anything else in life. 
when Jerry did find me, when he came and wanted to marry me, and boy, did he pursue me. It was awesome. He pursued me. I, I, one of the first things, once we knew, we, we loving each other, mushy-gushy, all right? I knew I had to say to him, but I want you to know, God is always my number one. I will always follow him. He's my life. He's my purpose for existing and living. And he said, it's the same for me. God is and should be our number one. And when he's your number one, your marriage will be good. Because you're both walking in love, worshiping God, fellowshipping with God. You know, I mean, he, Jerry's my sounding board. There are times that I'll pick up things in my heart and, and my head's wanting to go waddle, waddle. And I'll say, hun, does this seem right to you? And, and immediately, just a spirit of knowing. You know, we can have a spirit of knowing. Brother Hagin, in the last, of, the last years of his life, he talked about a spirit of knowing. How that we should operate with a spirit of knowing more than anything. Uh, he talked about how that you just know stuff. You know how you'll be talking to somebody and on the inside, you'll just have a knowing? Don't fellowship with them. Or you'll have a knowing when you're looking for a car and you think you found it and all of a sudden, nope, that's not yours. Do you guys know what I'm talking about? Just a knowing, a knowing. And, and it's so important. Turn with me in Ephesians chapter 1. God had, Lord, you've got me all over the place again. Are you guys okay with this? He should be real to you. How does God become more real to us? By getting in the word, by fellowshipping with him, praying and praying in faith. When I pray the Ephesian prayers, I pray from a place of faith. And I'll show you what I mean. Let's get down here to the verses where, and I'm going to be in the King James here to start with. Let me get here. Verse, what is it guys? 16. Paul said, I cease not to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayer, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you. Now here he's praying. This is a prayer that Paul prayed. I think if Paul prayed it, it would be a good prayer for us to pray. I'm sure your pastors have taught on this probably many times. But here in the scripture is Paul praying for the church of Ephesus. Dear Lord, let's pray that prayer over ourselves. If it worked for the church of Ephesus, it should work for us, right? And we need to be praying the word over ourselves. And so here the word, Paul is praying and he's praying for them. And he said that God, that you would give them a spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him by the eyes of their understanding being enlightened that they may know that they may know what the hope of their calling is and what the riches of the glory of the inheritance of the saints is. The Spirit of God said, now you tell them, I'm not keeping the plan of God, my plan, from anyone. From your individual life. He wants you to know destiny. He wants you to know you, the plans that he has for you. Some would say, but he's only, I'm only seeing it in part though. I'm, I only see a glimpse of what's ahead. Guys, God will often show you things that are ahead, but he'll show you in parts so that you just don't jump out and do it in your own ability and you allow him to open up doors that no man can shut. Every 
every single one of us has divine destiny upon us and he wants us to walk out his perfect will. You might say, yeah, but I'm not a preacher. I don't even want to preach. I just love Jesus and want to come to church and serve him. There is still a divine destiny upon your life and he wants you to be right smack dab in the middle of what he's got for your life. It doesn't matter. And he said in his word that, well, Paul prayed it, that we could have a spirit of seeing, a spirit of knowing about us, that we could sense things, we could know things. Man, I tell you what, there's been many times I've been called on in church meetings and, and Leanne, you've got something and on the inside I'm thinking, no, it's not my meeting. You do it. I don't got nothing. Oh, we know you've got something, Leanne. Come on up here. I'm like going, oh, my head's going, oh, shoo. But on the inside, I start stirring myself up as I'm walking up to the podium. Thank you, Father, I've got it. Because evidently, I'm going to have something because I'm being called up. And I thank you that I hear you, I see you, I know you. I don't lack in any spiritual gift or endowment. That's 1 Corinthians chapter 1, 5 through 9. I've got you on the inside of me. You know that verse in 1 Corinthians chapter chapter uh, 1, verses 5 through 9. It talks about different. another translation. This is what it says. You don't lack in any spiritual gift or endowment. Another translation says you have a wealth of inspired utterance on the inside of you. Did you hear that? You have a wealth of inspired utterance on the inside of you. Do you remember the verse that we were studying? I don't know if it was yesterday morning or last night. First John 2.20, where it says, you have an anointing, an unction from the Holy One, and you know all things. Are you with me? Look at your neighbor and say, you do know all things. But do we know everything in our mind? Do we know everything? No. But the Spirit of God on the inside of us knows all things. He's deity. God himself lives in us. He dwells in us. And he reveals unto us the plan of God. So we can say, yeah, I do have an unction. I do have an anointing from the Holy One. And I know all things, right? And over here in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, 5 through 9, it says that you, my goodness, that you don't lack in any spiritual gift or endowment. Another translation says you have a wealth of inspired utterance on the inside of you, a wealth of spiritual illumination. Who am I talking about right now? Why don't you just point at yourself? I'm talking about you. You're not dumb. I don't care what daddy, grandpa, or whoever might have made you think you were stupid. You're not dumb. No. I know, even the thoughts you can think about yourself, oh, I just don't know how to do anything. I'm getting after my mom a lot because sometimes she will say, oh, I, I don't know about my memory. I tell you, I go, mom, you will never get mind disease. You have the mind of Christ. She's like, that's right. I do have the mind of Christ, you know, <laughs> you know, but we have to watch what comes out of our mouth. Things that we think about ourselves, what we meditate upon. Guys, you don't lack in anything. You have a wealth of inspired utterance from heaven. Why do you have a wealth of inspired utterance on the inside of you? Because you have the Holy Ghost. 
He's there. And when you walk in faith that Jesus said in John 14, 17, that you know him, I know him. I have a wealth of inspired utterance on the inside of me. I have a wealth of spiritual illumination on the inside of me. And because of that, I've got the goods. I can speak. I can sing. I can do. I can work. I can do whatever you tell me to do. And I'll do it in style. Some people say, do you really, really believe all that? A hundred percent. hundred percent. Oh, yeah. I'm looking at a church of believers that have a wealth of inspired utterance on the inside of them. A wealth of spiritual illumination of the things of God. They, you know what to do. We don't walk around acting like we don't know what to do. Oh, my. I'm seeing something about that Shiskina Banda. I'm seeing the breast of Rusta Gorna Berefridzingenade. For there is a moving and a shaking that's happening in this place. A moving and a shaking that's happening in this place. I'm seeing it, Sean. A moving and a shaking that's happening. It's happening in this place. And the move of the Spirit of God. There's a rumbling, but there is a moving and a shaking. And it's about to burst in this place. And there's a labrosta. And it shall come. It shall come. It shall come. And some will say, I don't know about that. But those that will stay steady will find out. Whoo! This is the will of God. This is how it shall be. There will be growth. There will be so much that will take place if you dare to stay steady and believe. <laughs> Woo, that's what the spirit of God is saying. <laughs> Hallelujah. Woo. Oh, moving in the spirit is not hard for the one whose eyes are on me. Moving in the spirit is easy if you dare to believe. Start moving more than you ever have. Start stepping out in faith more than you ever have. Start believing for bigger things when your head's going waddle, waddle. Stand in faith and you'll see those things come in. There's a move that's taken place. And there's some things you must have in order to function within that move. Now, that was for some specific ones right there. Sometimes for, for, for what's ahead, we see some things. We see some things. And, and it's way out of reach to us. But God's saying, put your faith on it. Get yourself fed up. Not fed up. But feed yourself in the word. So fed up. Full of the word. Thank you. Thank you, honey. But you're full of the word. And get your faith on that thing. And start bringing it in by faith. Because you're going to need it for those things, for the rumblings, the movings. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Ha-ha-ha-ha. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Now I've got to pray for you two sisters. Mm-hmm. Come up here, yeah. Anguruvrusta, honey, come here. Emandigenda, Zurufrostonda, Erebringinda, Erebambrana, Stengele Posurador. And you rest to see the signs of wonders. Signs and wonders, rest to see it. You'll see it. Estisinimana, fresh de crow. Oh my, a call, a call, a call, a call, a call, a call on you. <laughs> you know it's true. 
You walk, you've been operating in ministry. Yes, you'll see, 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 see. But there's a much, much more that he has for you to do. And, and you know it. And I know you can't step back from it. You got to press into that. And it will stay because he's waiting for you to go out into the more. Ha ha. He's waiting for you because there's some things he's saying. Put your faith on like I just spoke by the spirit. Put your faith on it. <laughs> because he's getting ready to launch you out into the more. <laughs> and, and so do those said day, and there's some things that you must need at Abrosa Banjadede. And when hands are laid upon you, there's going to be a supply, a bold supply. Abrosigini, Nandoburifrana, Elebishi Sanadini. And it will be a supply to Banasina Medicidi. It will be a supply, and all will see, and your name, ha 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 ha. People will know it, and, and you'll say, my. My God, my God, my God, my God. <laughs> and healings will operate even stronger through and in you. You'll see, you'll see. Oh, yeah. A voice, a voice, a voice, a voice, a voice, a voice, a voice. Ah, ha, ha. A voice, a voice, a voice, a voice. Uh-huh. You speak and, 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 and people rise up and say, well, what is she saying? What is she saying? I gotta do that. I gotta apply that. I gotta almost see gay nay. And, and, and so, so just know that there's increase. There's increase. A greater flood. A greater flood of my anointing. A greater knowing. A greater knowing. Oh, ha, 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 ha. Oh, yeah. You are called. You know it's true. And you're operating in so much, but there's so much more he has now for you to do. It's a different season. It's a different hour, a different day. So know right now the supernatural operating in and, and through you more in Jesus' name. <laughs> ha, 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 hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a little dizzy here. Ooh, 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 ooh. Ooh. Sorry about that, boo. Ha, 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 Yeah, yeah. I just met them this weekend. I, 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 a pastor's wife, I know, right? Your pastor's wife, yeah. Yeah, Houston Zinidana. Yeah, just more. And it a big Christiganadoshta. It's time to go. What time is it? It's time to leave. Flight needs to take off. Ooh, Jesus. But I can hear some of you saying, Oh, why doesn't she minister to me? Why doesn't she say something to me? Why don't you lift your hands up right now and receive from God? Because he'll give it to you everything you need. So let's just lift our hands up. Ha 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 ha. Father, we just take hold of all that you have for us. We'll step over in the fullness of what you've got. We'll step out by faith. We'll walk in faith. We'll speak out of our hearts that we know you. And we receive from you. We take hold of your abundance. And boldly we'll step out as a church and go deeper and go further than we've ever gone. Father, we worship you. And we speak supernatural blessings. Supernatural blessings. Supernatural blessings upon on everyone in this house today and supernatural blessings upon the church for growth to even come even more you watch in Jesus name hallelujah father we thank you and we give you glory and we give you praise thank you for the privilege to be with this church family this weekend, with Pastor Sean and Heidi. Father, we love you. We love them. And Father, we love this church. And we thank you for your will. We give you glory in Jesus' name. Shout, everybody. I know the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Guys, 
Oh, what a fun time we've had. Guys, out back, we are out back like we're, you know, in the foyer. We've got product out there. We've got eight of them. Do you want to talk about it? We don't have much time. We have eight of these. Um, and I mean, I'm hearing the voice of God. That's what, that, that's what's on this CD. Um, it'd be a blessing to you. We've got how to thrive in your prayer life. Um, how to have a fruitful prayer life. Are they the one? If you're single and you want the right one, man, I tell you what, you need to get that one right now. You don't want to get the wrong one. How to pray, learning how to pray. Then there's a, a CD in there of worship, walking in the spirit, three CD series, praying for your church, how to pray for for your church, for God's plan to be brought forth, Healing School 101, how to be healed and, and walk in God's delivering power. Guys, those are all eight. You can buy them individually or we do a special. We take $40 off and you get them all for $99. Guys, we love you. God bless you. And my husband wants to say something else. Yeah, he said, if you want to get something, you better run fast back there because we got to go. So God bless you guys. Pastor, it's yours. Praise God. Thank, Thank you. you, Lord. That's good. Amen. So uh, before we close here, I just want to do this. Uh, Rick and Luann, if you or wherever she's at, if you want to come up here and then whoever our altar worker is on this side as well. If you're here, uh, every head bowed, every eye closed just quickly. If you hear you're here and you don't know the Lord, you need to know him. If you're not saved or you've backslidden from the Lord, you need to get back into fellowship with him and you need to make that decision this morning. Because you don't know what tomorrow holds. But if you get in fellowship with the Lord, you'll know who holds tomorrow. And you want him to hold you. Don't leave this place without getting right with the Lord. Don't do it. I'm telling you by the Spirit of God, don't do it. And uh, if, if that is you, and you, and you would like to receive the Lord, I, what I'm going to do is we're going to close the service here and go, but I want you to come up and talk to our altar workers. They can pray with you. Secondly, if you need healing, if you need deliverance, you've never been baptized in the Holy Spirit, come. They will minister to you, and God will minister to you, and you'll be blessed. Did you receive anything this morning? <laughs> if some of you don't understand what took place there at the end, you'll have to come back, and I'll pastor you. Because <laughs> it's my call. I can help you understand. Amen. By the Spirit of God. God bless you guys. We love you. Have a blessed weekend. You know Him. So go in the knowing. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Thank you for taking the time to listen today. If you would like more information about Faith Family Church, including service times and location, visit faithfamilybillings.com. 